position in the Middle East. It won the Iraq War. If anybody won the Iraq War, Iran, Iran did. Right. So what does Iran want from the United States? Love. They want love. Right. They want us to say, we recognize you, we appreciate you, you're a player, we take you seriously, we're going to deal with you straightforwardly. As they say, we, we have the same, the, our, the, our, the Iranian position would be, I mean, forget Ahmadinejad, he's, you know, he's, he's a disaster. Well, but hold on. Yeah. I'll just say, if you can dismiss him for a second, because he's not very popular inside. And I know the Brits, the Brits basically have told me at, at a reasonably high level that one argument for getting, doing some sort of cross-border thing would be that to convince uh, uh, Larajani, the, the senior negotiator on nuclear weapons for the uh, nuclear, uh, whatever the peaceful purpose is, uh, whatever it is with the, uh, for the Iranians, um, uh, Rafsanjani, who's been the opposition to uh, Ahmadinejad, finally, you know, maybe if the Americans did something, the Brits believed that the, the Rafsanjani would go to the supreme leader and say, let's get rid of this guy. He's too much of a menace. He's just bad news. Although he's speech which nobody read at the UN was sort of conciliatory but nobody read it so it doesn't matter nobody published it nobody sort of sort of but there were some points there that were right. interesting I mean uh, to quote the poet what what has love got to do with it um, <laughs> he is the president of the country and he, he you know his rhetoric may, may be uh, if you're generous minded I exaggerated or f for certain kind of uh, performance for political constituencies but he's the president of the country I realize that there, there's conflicting political streams in Iran but there he is how do you go about expressing uh, even tactical or strategic love as you put it to uh, a country headed by him uh, what, what do you give him what is it what is it possible to give to a leader who makes the pronouncements he makes about any number of things, all obvious. Um, what's the alternative? What's the alternative to saying, we don't have to deal with him, but there are other people to deal with in the country? No, I'm asking how. What, what, what is the, what is the uh, when uh, I, you, I, you speak to diplomatic sources, what is the alternate stream of behavior to deal with Iran? In this White House, there is no alternate stream of behavior. There's only, there's, only, there's, only, there's only one way going. It's just a question of whether they can squeeze in something or not. This guy wants to do it. Uh, there's no question he wants to do it. I mean, he personally wants to do it. And I think Cheney goes along, he being Bush. But aren't you surprised then that it turned around on North Korea? Because that would have seemed no, to be the... No, the North Korea thing, they felt, I, I was told over a year ago, they always felt that you have to clear North Korea. I'll tell you what else scares me. The other thing they've always been saying on the inside is you've got to get rid of the Brits in the South. The South is lost. Basra is totally... The Brits have no function there. They have no control there. And as long as you have British soldiers there, you can't really bomb. If, because if you hit Iran, I'm talking about crazy now, crazy talk. If you hit Iran, the British soldiers can be easily seized as hostages. There's no way to protect them. They've, they've gone back to bases. If you ever got rid of all the Brits, that would raise the warning light for me. Another thing, warning light, would be the Israeli election. You know, that's another issue. Barack, when, if he calls for an election, he's probably not going to go through an election without doing something about Iran because he's got the Bibi Netanyahu problem. You know, he's mm -hmm. got to do something. So that's another warning sign. None of this could happen. Um, but uh, if it does, uh, we're in real trouble. Is a nuclear Iran uh, if there a is tolerable phenomenon, even, you know, even if it's, it takes five years or six or seven years? Uh, you know, again, that's a judgment call in the sense that uh, do you really think in Israel, you know, Ephraim Schnee, who, you know, you've, you've read what he writes, you know, the, the argument inside Israel is it's really not about a bomb. It's about uh, the end of Zionism. That uh, uh, in Israel, they are feeling very strongly now that uh, a bomb 
an Iranian bomb, if it's demonstrated there is a bomb, and you know, uh, would be uh, a lot of people in a lot of the middle, upper middle class in Israel would say, oh, that's enough for me. I'm going to Argentina and set up my business there. And I'm going to make, you know, it's become a very huge commercially or success. Or Manhattan or London. Or I'm going to get out of there. Yeah. I'm going to leave. And so the fear, the, a very sophisticated fear that is articulated by Schnee and others, is that a bomb will just add to the feeling that Zionism is gone. But it isn't per se a bomb because one bomb, what? One bomb means the end of, you know, how many bombs does Israel have? So I don't think it's that. You know, it's funny. Um, there are people who say to me, we can't let them have a bomb, and they cannot live without a bomb. So there's the conundrum. And mm -hmm. that, what does that mean? Boom. There's some people inside that say that, who believe that they want a bomb. They're not there yet. But they don't think the Iranians will stop till they get a bomb, which could be, again, as I say, the intelligence is five years away, uh, at minimum five, maybe more, maybe less. Um, on the other hand, um, uh, we can't let them. It's, it seems to me like it's a dead-on course, but nobody knows how it's going to play out. Is non-proliferation?